Welcome back to The Crack, everyone. Thank you for listening to me and Gavin Casey on Tuesday's show. I really appreciate it. A bit more emotional than I usually am. But, um, you know, I think everyone in Ireland, particularly Dublin, um, who's in the city, often is still absolutely reeling from what happened. Great to hear that another child has been released today after being wounded during the Parnell Street attack on Thursday, which was um, the catalyst for the riots, the terrible riots that we saw in the aftermath. So that's two children um, out of hospital now, one child still in critical condition, and I think a, a teacher's assistant still in critical condition, and we're all very much praying and hoping to see them out of hospital and back to their normal lives as soon as possible. It's been a big week between the E. Machado, Gary and Layla Machado, Gary scurrilous campaign and obviously Conor McGregor being at the forefront of conversation in terms of politics and everything else and the reaction to what happened on Thursday. So it's been a lot. But moving on from that, um, it kind of only occurred to me, like with everything going on, you forget how close we are to this PFL Dublin, this debut event for PFL Europe. And as I've said before, I, I think PFL Europe have had an amazing year. I think they have blown any kind of expectation that I've had for them this year out of the water. PFL in Paris with Doom Bay, with Lazy King, that's one of the events of the year as far as I'm concerned. It was absolutely tremendous. The Newcastle show was the first show and that really showed us what they wanted to do and I thought that was great. Introduced the likes of Simeon, Lewis and of course Dakota to us. Nate Kelly of course now going to headline this three arena event and I'll talk about that a bit more later. But uh, the Germany card was very good. I'd say I'd say in terms of similarity I'd say the the Berlin card maybe maybe the the Newcastle one they're certainly more similar to the one we're going to get at three arena and as we saw they did a cyber monday deal for a certain amount of tickets for 10 euro and they sold well but i still do believe that it's going to be significantly less attended than even the last bellator show which had about four thousand, i think with the fabian edwards and the johnny eblin situation there you know I, i've said this and you know this has been well documented that the, the crowd numbers were dwindling towards the end with Bellator's run here. And I think that has something to do with the sentiment for MMA in general. You know, when Bellator first came here back in December 2016, Conor McGregor was literally the biggest name in combat sports. There was a lot of people in Ireland that felt they had missed his journey. I know a lot of us didn't, you know, we were there in Vegas, New York, Boston, you name it. But there was a lot of people who simply couldn't afford to go to those kind of events. And when Bellator popped up with an MMA show with, with a big marketing plan in December 2016, I felt like a lot of people were like, we missed out on the McGregor thing. We cannot miss out on this. And that really did help them um, for a long time. Like I, I can remember them shows being very well attended um, and, and massive kind of pieces for conversation in in the Irish MMA community. That obviously dwindled towards the end, and I, I've spoken about that quite a bit in terms of it becoming an, you know, an SBG show is what people used to say. And I know I've spoke about PFL already kind of going down that road, the fact that I'm already getting 
calls from coaches saying this is an SVG show and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it could have been a better thing to do. But I, I do think, I spoke to Barry Oglesby, who used to be Nate Kelly's coach, the headliner. And I, I've heard Nate Kelly say this in a few interviews and Dan Hardy. And to be fair, they make a valid point. They're coming here with new names. They aren't just trying to regurgitate uh, the Bellator names at us. So, I mean, you've got to commend them for that. I do think they haven't built Nate Kelly to the point where he should be headlining shows right now. And I don't think the success of the show should be on his shoulders or Dylan Tuke's shoulders or John Mitchell or Franz Malambo's shoulders. But, you know, look, this is their first one um, and I'm sure they will get better. I do have great faith in the promotion and I'm excited by what they're doing internationally, never mind in Europe. And as I've said, I think the European show has been a success already. Now, so as I said at the start, Bellator's entry into Ireland was greatly assisted by McGregor. The orbit of that MMA was hot here. Um, you know, people wanted to be a part of it. It was cool. It was trendy. As I often tell people back in 2014 when they did the the infamous Three Arena show, like these guys were like rock stars then, you know? So it was massive. You know, it was a big, big deal. But now with all this stuff going on, and as I've said on a lot of shows and, and on the Ringer MMA show, like MMA is just not what it was. And, you know, now, or always, McGregor has been the main frame of reference for the common man in Ireland for what MMA is. A lot of what he does is how people see MMA. And right now, he's in this situation where the Irish Mirror are reporting that he's, um, invest- he's being investigated for incitement to hatred. Grip Media, who uh, are playing more to Connor's crowd, should I say, are saying that the Garda are refusing to confirm or deny that he is being investigated. After a, a report a few hours earlier that said um, he wasn't being investigated, as far as I know. So that's all up in the air. Um, and obviously it's it's ruffled a lot of feathers. You know, when it gets to the point where people are reporting that you're being <laughs> investigated for incitement to hatred that is not a good thing that is not a good thing and unfortunately mcgregor's had a lot of bad press here so basically what i'm saying is if bellator back in 2016 was bolstered by the fact that this guy was hot shit in ireland like everybody wanted like you know the late late show there's a documentary on rte everybody wants a piece of them there's people just camping outside sbg to potentially get a picture with him Right now, it's it's kind of like the polar opposite of that. And MMA, like one of my mates said to me last week, like you even tell people that you watch MMA and you feel like they're judging you slightly. Like that's where we're at right now. And don't take my word for it. Like I, I love the sport. I've been the guy trying to push it into the mainstream here all of the time. It, it's frustrating for me that the sentiment is like this. It's also understandable, unfortunately. I listened to... Obviously, we talked about this with Gavin Casey. McGregor's involvement with Katie Taylor's show at Three Arena was put under scrutiny, in particular by uh, Kieran Cunningham. Um, and I know, <laughs> I know he's well known for this, and uh, people give him a lot of stick for it. But I think it was a, a worthy question, given the polarizing nature of McGregor. You know, we are at war. Things like this. He was tweeting um, the day before Dublin went into flames on the on the back of that horrible incident on Parnell Street. 
um, you know, talking about we're only warming up, stuff like this. I can understand where where people take issue with it, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and don't take my word for it, you can go and listen, the biggest sports show in Ireland is, is Second Captains. They had a show, I might have been behind a paywall uh, in the lead up to the Katie Taylor fight, and Gavin Casey was on it, and that a lot of the talk was focused on McGregor's involvement, the negativity that, that, that comes along with that, and things like that. And, and honestly, I only listened to this podcast for the first time ever, last night um because it was recommended by a friend but joe brolly and dion fanning's podcast free state joe brolly seems to have a very very up close and personal witness account of what happened on parnell street and it's harrowing to listen to you know but joe brolly most importantly is a barrister I know he's known for by a lot of people in Ireland because he was a GA pundit, a GA player, fantastic success in that field as well. But he is a barrister, and he quotes the law, and pretty much says he reported McGregor to the guards for incitement to hatred, um, and I know many people have as well. But when there's a barrister quoting law at you and saying this is what he did, I'm in no position to debate that. Unfortunately, I don't. I'm not equipped with the intellect to do that. And I'll be honest, like I mean, Joe Brolly was a figure of hate for the MMA community for many years because, uh, you know, they felt he was wrong in his, how he saw the sport and things like this. I was meant to debate him once on RTE about the sport. And I'd be comfortable debating him about the sport, but debating about the law, I am not comfortable with at all. And that's where he's at. And, and, and now that I mentioned that, I, I had another friend who was at the Three Arena on Tuesday night for the, the Gaza gig. They did. And he remarked to me, you know, he was he was in that arena in 2014 for McGregor Brandau and the eruption that that caused in three arena when McGregor discarded uh, Brandau in the first round. And he was there on Tuesday night and Broly was on stage giving his opinion of McGregor. He may have said a word that we use here and in the UK, and not so much in, in America. And for the sake of my American listenership, because I know they get triggered by this word, he said C-U-N-T. He called McGregor a C-U-N-T, according to my friend, and the place erupted. And as my friend said, very, very, the last time I was, I've seen an eruption like this from McGregor was when he put away Brandau, and now they're cheering on him being called a word like that, which does say something to where he is, at least for some people in Ireland at the moment. I just, I, I think in terms of the PFL, they were already struggling, but you do want some of that casual footfall. And I think whereas the Irish invasion that the UFC did, that was their marketing campaign, Bellator was greatly assisted by that. I don't think they will be this time around. That's, like, I, I think the people who go to MMA events are going to this event. That does not matter. But to make a big three arena show, you need more casual interest, right? And I just think this right now might be the worst time to be relying on casual interest. You know, it's I I just really don't see the set this close to Christmas as well. Casual sports fans going, oh, MMA, great, let's go to that. Unfortunately, I just don't see it. There is like, I mean, if you are into MMA, this is quite a good card. I will say that much. I mean, it's it's it is quite regional in terms of interest. Obviously, I'm buzzing for an A. Kelly, a guy I've said uh, I, I trained with 
I think he was beating me up when he was a toddler now, Kelly. I'm not, uh, to be to be fair. He's in the main event. He's not in one of the tournament fights. He's just the feature fight of the night. Franz Malambo, again. I remember Franz Malambo when he was McGregor's sparring partner back in 2015, staying in the Mac Mansion before he won the world championship. And I just thought he was such an interesting guy. Representing D15 as well. My dad, I love the way he fights. I think he's a lovely person. He's always been lovely to me. And look, we want D15 winning, but... Yeah, I mean, this is no knock against those fighters. I think the problem is that, and, and this PFL had a lot of guys to to build. I mean, look what they, they, they've done it very well, but I don't think they've put Nate in positions to, to where people know his name instantly in Ireland. And I just hope it doesn't come back to bite them. Obviously, Franz, as I said, um, that's going to be a great fight. He's in with Kakarov. And then, of course, we have John Mitchell against Kazuba as well, undefeated Kazuba. I'm buzzing for those fights, Brett Johns, Tom Breeze on the card as well. There's a lot to look forward if you're to, to if you're an MMA fan, but um, I just don't know if they can break out of that orbit. And honestly, if you're doing the three arena, that is what you should be aiming to do. That should absolutely be your goal, to break out of just the, the normal MMA fan and bring in the casual sports fans, which Bellator did, but now I feel it's going to be very, very tough for PFL. I'm sure I'll get more into the whole SPG thing. I'm so exhausted talking about it, man. And honestly, like, I know people think that I fabricate this stuff. It's not at all. It's just that's what every other gym is saying to me. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I pretended it wasn't happening. So that is, unfortunately, what people are saying when they look at this event. Um, Dylan Chuke as well. Buzzing for that one. But anyway, I'm not talking. I'm not here to talk about the card. Um, you know, also, <laughs> you know, you're talking about the, the sentiment in Irish MMA being low. That Look at what's happening to Ian Gary here. Ian Gary and Layla are now the figure of, you know, absolute hate online, to be fair. And the interesting thing about this is a lot of the things that have come out have been known, you know, from as far back as, I'd say, Ian's UFC debut, I, I think the, the how to be a wag book was common knowledge amongst a lot of media and people within the sport. Um, it just feels like something new is coming out every day now, right? And even the thing with like the Layla's ex-husband um, potentially being involved as a nutritionist, like, I mean, that, that was talked about back to his move to Florida. And obviously he's in Brazil now, but it's just interesting to see the way this is happening, right? Dylan Dennis now with the screenshots. The last lad you want involved. Jesus. But um, I think it's it's gone. I always knew when this stuff, if this stuff came out in a certain context, like in a certain light, it's going to look very bad. But it's just been an absolute eruption of negativity towards Gary and um, his team. And I don't think that's warranted. You know what I mean? I don't think... I don't think uh, you're going to find media members, people who work for publications saying this kind of stuff. And look, that's where this um, the YouTube kind of MMA guy is is doing really well. They go down roads that media generally won't. And uh, that's why people really like them. Um, and they're getting huge traction for it. And I do think that um, Ian coming out and kind of replying doing the series of videos where he's replying and, and speaking about the Leon thing, speaking about the KF thing, speaking about being a diva and stuff like that. I, I don't think that was a good move, 
a strategic move to to get these guys off your back because you're only fueling them with more content to be honest and i think they've noticed the error of that now and um have kind of gone to a more muted stance but you know it's it's tough to see it happening to ian he's obviously a guy we had huge expectations for um and i think there was already some negative sentiment when the kf split happened things were said in a documentary and put out that people weren't happy with but i've said many times that he just didn't catch on in ireland and he needed to do more in ireland to to become a a well-known commodity as far as fighting he's absolutely tremendous like i think the guy can be a champion without a doubt i think he's absolutely amazing but uh just some of the stuff the stuff with leon like Leon is worshipped in the UK and you're showing up to his house and then everything that was said in the aftermath of that and then Leon's subsequent interview where he poo-pooed it all. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's it's very, very, uh, it's tough waters to negotiate. And I think it's put him under tremendous stress in the lead up to this Luke fight. I even noticed when I saw him in the videos, he looked very drained. And I mean, I'd be a mess if this was happening to me. I don't think, you know, Layla deserves the, the kind of things that are being said to her is, is uh, it's gone too far. It's so much, you know. And in a way, I think they, they wanted this level of, of fame, you know, where they are this well-known. But I don't think anybody sets out to be well-known for that kind of reason, you know. And unfortunately, like, I saw, you know, I, I get inundated with everything about this. So, <laughs> you know, I saw Veronica... Hardy's interview where she's kind of talking about him as a training partner. I see Brendan Allen's interview where he's talking about a train, him as a training partner. I see even some KF fighters online, you know, not not outwardly stating the guy, but referencing maybe his traits as a teammate. And it isn't good. And I think that's some of the issue. I think they've they've upset a lot of people along the way. So when things like this happen where it's, where it's kind of outside of the sports stuff that people are, are saying. If you're everybody that you've annoyed on the way up is kind of like, well, I'm not going to jump in in there and help them. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to come to their rescue when they've done this. But um, yeah, it's a nightmare. It seems like a nightmare. I'm pretty overwhelmed between the McGregor and Gary stuff. Um, it's all on top of me right now, and, and obviously the tragedy that happened on Thursday. It's just my head is spinning from it all um but yeah i think i think pfl this might be the i think knowing the pfl and i've met the guys and i've spoke to them i've I've said the same things i'm saying on this podcast to them directly to multiple people at pfl and i have the height of respect for them i mean i respect dan hardy so much i think he is an amazing signing for them i thought he was i i I love the guy's work i think he's a great guy too I i talk to him often but yeah, I hope that they respond to this and they know they have to 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 come correct next time. And, you know, I hope that Nate isn't, you know, if this doesn't sell, and I'm glad to hear, you know, when Don Davis went on the MMA or a few weeks back, he said that, you know, he's only targeting, he's not, t- like, it's, a, it's the fifth priority, basically, selling tickets. So I just hope it isn't held against Nate because he's waited a long time to be in this position and he looks amazing when he's fighting. 
And so I don't want any tickets or any of this kind of stuff to come back to to bite him in the arse, which it absolutely shouldn't, because I don't think they've built him as a headliner up to this point, as I've said 18 times now. Funny story about Nate, actually. Um, it's something that's just keeps sticking out in my mind over the last month or so, knowing that he's going to headline. Ever since it came out that he's going to headline, I'm not too sure when that was. Because we didn't know if it was going to be the tournament fights or etc. So um, when that came out, I... I can remember when Nate lost, I thought, was it his first or second? Was it a second fight he had on Bellator? Um, no, it was it was Bama is what it was. I'm just looking at his record here. So I was at his debut for Cage Legacy and he lost that. And then a year later, he fought on Bama and he lost a split decision. And I was on press row and I was walking out for a cigarette or something and... Nate Kelly was sitting in the crowd and he's, he was devastated. He was like to me, PT, what's out there happening? And I can remember going like, it's only two fights, you know, like you're talented, like, you know, you can get back here. And I'm looking at his face and he, it was like I was saying the wildest shit he had ever heard in his life, you know. He was looking at me like, what are you talking about, mate? The sky has fallen. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is over. This is over for me. And then obviously it came out later when he did the interview with Andy Stevenson that he was struggling with his mental health. And when I think back on that moment, I think maybe he was just in the absolute grips of despair following that fight. Now to see him six years later, sorry, five years later after that fight, coming back to headline the, headline the three arena, it's absolutely magic. And I think he's a guy with a positive message. As I said, I know him since he's a young teenager. He's a great lad. You know, where he grew up in Fingless, like, his life could have went anyway. It's every every young fella out there, like, you know, anything can happen. There's there's an allure from, you know, underworld for different crimes. But this guy's straight and narrow, and I think he's a he's a great role model. Fingless, man. Neil Siri, Team Rhino, and now Nate. I'm sure there's more. There definitely is. People are going to get pissed off when they hear this. But um, I'm absolutely delighted for him. I think he's a great guy and I actually might be doing something cool with him for Joe before this fight. So I'll make sure I remind him of that horrible moment of despair that he had. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, of course. But oh man, 3-0 three, three and oh in, in, in PFL already and here he is. It's a very, very exciting time for him. So I think, you know, I really want to move on from the SBG bias thing and, you know, the ticket sales stuff. But I think it's probably going to go into next week and... I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sure you're tired of listening to it. I might try and get some of the other Irish coaches on next week to discuss um, how they feel about it. I think that's the best way for me to go about this. But um, if you're an MMA fan, a real MMA fan, hardcore, although there might not be the celebrity attached to this one, someday we might be looking back and going, do you remember the first time Nate Kelly headlined the three arena? Do you remember the night Franz Malambo won the tournament? Do you remember the night John Mitchell won the tournament? Like, it's always good to be there. Like, I hate missing them. I missed I missed one this year. I missed Cage Warriors. Oh, I was snapping. Yeah, I think I missed Cage Warriors at 3 Arena, and I, and I missed the RDS show, so that was terrible. Apologies, Cage Warriors. Um, I'll definitely be at the next one, provided things don't come up. But, um, yeah, I just think, as I said at the top, the casual interest is going to be down this time. It's not Bellator, it's not 2016, and it's not a nation full of people wishing they were in Vegas or wishing they were in New York or wishing they were in Boston. 
Um, as far as where McGregor stands legally, I don't have a clue. Some people are saying this can't happen. Joe Brody is saying this law has been in place since 1989. I absolutely don't know what's going on. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I don't. I don't even know if you can get like arrested, like you know, jailed for it or whatever. I, I doubt it. But um, I don't. I don't know. Let's see how it all plays out. My head is spinning. I love you all. I'm sorry. We will get get. We'll get a guest on the show. <laughs> the next one. It's another rambling, ranting one for me. Um, but yeah, I do wonder. I do wonder if this will be affected. I think it will be. I love you loads. More PFL next week, I suppose. Um, maybe, maybe a world champion who has a fight on December 16th coming up next week as well. I don't know. Who knows? Love you loads. Talk to you soon. Thank you to Oscar. Thank you to me. Thank you to Gavin for Tuesday. And thank you all for listening. Love you loads. See you soon. Bye-bye.